0: Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts JC and Jack discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives. The Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life, this is Jack, my boy JC here. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. Game 5 just finished. What a fucking roller coaster, man! I don't, I don't even know if we should do small talk, but it's oh, birdie here in SoCal.
1: <laughs> oh man, you cannot make up this drama. Uh, my voice is cracking. Uh, this shit is real, man. Like this, this postseason has been such a roller coaster.
0: Oh my god! I know you mentioned that it's like it's like record heat up in NorCal. <laughs> oh yeah, man! It's just like. Summer came up a
1: blazing, and it's just it's like triple digits in San Francisco. That never happens. That's like once a year, and it's crazy, man. Welcome, oh welcome to a
0: Southern California summer, dude. <laughs> now you know how it um, feels. <laughs> and I'm, you have no I'm, air conditioning, right? You, the I know, house is up then, in then, NorCal. Not
1: yeah here here in uh here in the the peninsula, man. We don't really need that, so man, I'm I'm burning up here. It's crazy. But... Burning
0: up, burning up like Katie's Achilles, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my do not even get me started this is such a crazy nba finals man the storylines are crazy oh
0: i, I let's just get it away man yeah let's just get into it uh we're gonna talk game five for sure but to recap last time we recorded and so much has happened waiting a week to record which is just fits our schedule because you know you got you got family life. I got life. family life. We got work. It, life. life, yeah. Life is greater than ball. So much shit happens. Last time we recorded, we talked game two, and Clay went down with an injury. So we yeah. were like, we were speculating whether he's going to cl- play game three, and he didn't. And the Warriors yeah. got kind of trounced, dude. trounced, I mean. man. I don't know if you yeah, want to like just... let us know how you felt. You were I mean that was a roller coaster. You I remember you, you were texting me throughout the game just like upset and I was like, dude, you guys don't have Looney. You guys don't have Clay. What do you expect? There's just no I mean, way.
1: It's the NBA finals. This is the yeah. this is the the biggest stage for the league. If you're a player, you play Clay wanted to play, but he wasn't cleared, so he skipped that game. And you know, I don't really want to use injuries as an excuse. I want our full squad out there. But if you don't have soldiers, you put people in roles where they're not supposed to be pl- to be playing at, like our bench. It's just not a recipe for success, and we. We did not come up big in Game Three, so that was really frustrating to watch.
0: And Looney was also hurt that game. Looney had like a fractured—was it collarbone or uh... clavicle?
1: Yeah, coll- collarbone. I called it a sternum, but it was like a co- collarbone. I'm I'm sure that is painful as well. And they opted
0: to not have him play in Game Three, so that was that was brutal. And I remember coming off uh, Game Two, Demarcus and stuff was playing okay, and then Demarcus yeah. kind of disappeared in Game Three and also Steph Curry stepped up MVP Steph Curry stepped up had a great game but all that doesn't really matter at the end when you lose the game right? Yeah I mean
1: Steph did everything to kind of keep us in the game but we just didn't have enough horses <coughs> Boogie just kind of came down from the game to performance that he had and really wasn't that much anyway he gave us what he could but coming off a torn quad it's really tough man he has no lift he can't jump over a phone book dude it's really bad
0: I know watching him play I give him so much props for being out there, but he is a complete shell of what he is as a player. So mad props to DeMarcus Cousins, to Boogie. I, I know does I know he doesn't want to be called Boogie anymore. Is that true? I remember seeing some kind of interview or some kind of like thing on Twitter that yeah. he'd rather not be called Boogie it's, anymore. It's,
1: it's not true. I think it's the way that Boogie is being said, condescending oh. Boogie like a, a kid, but he said yeah. that he actually doesn't mind being called that. Very endearing. With that said, Boogie... Boogie gave us what he could, at least in Game 2, but there wasn't much in the next couple games after.
0: In Game 3, you were a little bit, I guess, upset? Or not upset, but you were a little tentative of whether Clay would play. And it looked like he really wanted to play, but uh, I think it seems like it was the Warriors medical staff or the Warriors mm-hmm. front office that decided to put a, like rest him in hopes that they would win Game 4, which they did not win. And I don't know, it could come back to bite you guys, even though yeah. you guys won game five and which one we'll talk yeah. about
1: yeah i just felt like game game three was such a pivotal game we had momentum after winning game two and i wanted to maintain that momentum especially in the nba finals you know momentum is everything so i was really frustrated that we couldn't go up with a uh, with all our soldiers knowing that it would be an uphill battle to win game three and as 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 you can see, not winning Game Three kind of reverberated through Game Four, just because Steph gave us his everything on Game Three. Yeah. That given the quick turnaround where there was only uh, one full day of of uh, of rest, I think Game Three was on a Wednesday and Game Four was on a Friday. I mean, we just we just didn't have it. We didn't have legs. We just we weren't there on Game Four. So that was yet another extension of the frustrating uh, sequence of events after
0: Game Two. That was tough. Yeah, and in Game Three, the Raptors really attacked you guys, well, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reference you guys since you're, you're a true Boo fan. Yeah. Uh, they really had a balanced attack. There really was no, I mean, the Warriors kept it kind of close. Uh, yeah. I mean, somewhat respectable, but at the end they pulled away because the Raptors yeah. had just have too much talent. Uh, Siakam showed up, Marcus Sol showed up. Danny Green had the game of the series for him. Uh, he yeah. had like six threes, and so that was a that was a rough game. But moving into yeah. game four, we got word that KD wasn't playing. I know you were you were a little upset because throughout this whole series, or even before then, people were speculating that KD or p- the press was speculating and the Warriors were yeah. saying that he would likely return game four. So yeah. when news came out that KD wasn't going to play, I know there were a lot of fans who were kind of upset or disappointed, I guess. Disappointed is probably yeah. the right word yeah yeah well
1: I think it was all about expectation management ever since it had happened there was just a bunch of speculation in terms of what his timeline was Mm. I think one of the earlier timelines that were provided was around that time I was hoping he would be back for game three just to kind of give us that that energy shot he didn't come back and it really made it doubtful that he'd come back for game four given the quick turnaround and true to form he wasn't ready at that point in time and we lost game four I mean and it, it, it was tough man going down 3-1. Yeah,
0: dude. When's the like well, the last time you guys were down 3-1 was against the whole Oklahoma City Thunder.
1: Yeah, it was uh 2017. Yeah. Shit, man, I don't even remember. Western Conference Finals. That was KD's squad. Yeah, so that was KD squad. Main so. difference is we, didn't ha- uh, we had home court advantage then. The circumstances are different.
0: Yeah, I want to mention that this whole KD injury has been really interesting in the sense that how the Warriors have been putting out information. I think, yeah. and I talk to you a lot about over text and just through conversation, that we think a lot of it is just a smokescreen to have the Raptors really have a game plan for KD and without each game. Going yeah. into it because I, I think all along the the Warriors know like if he's practicing or not. You know they they know yeah. if he's going through drills. And I do I do think that behind closed doors, it's not just he's like he's just practicing and then he's on the court. I'm sure he's doing some one on one work co- works work with assistant coaches and stuff like that. So they have yeah. a good gauge on what their his condition is. So going into game four, I think they just knew like his conditioning his condition wasn't there yet. So they didn't want to force yeah. the issue, but with Clay, he came back, and he actually came back really strong. I uh, think considering that hamstring injury looked kind of bad, dude. Yeah,
1: it, it's just you know the the full season is coming coming to a head with us, and it's just we're getting hurt at the the least ideal time. You know, we're lucky that Steph's still standing. And it's just, it's a battle of attrition. I've heard that word used so many, that term so many times in the past week. It's, you can't really put it any better than that, man.
0: Dude, I remember watching, uh, after watching, what, was it the game three? A lot of people were saying yeah. like, oh, now Steph Curry knows how LeBron feels. <laughs> because when LeBron dropped like 40, 40 plus, when he had no love in Kyrie. <laughs> what did you think of that, dude? I had to mention Don't it. Think- the only thing I would say with that
1: is it's kind of different in the sense that when Kyrie and Kevin Love went down, that happened within the series, within that seven-game series. KD's been out a while; he's been out yeah. a month. Steph yeah, Curry has had to cur- carry Curry, carry the team. <laughs> yeah, the Curry. <laughs> yeah, he's had to carry the team past the Western Conference Finals and put him in this position. So. Yes, I do understand, you know, using the excuse of struggling in the finals due to injuries. And in many ways, that is a legitimate quote-unquote excuse. It's tough if you don't have your soldiers out there. In many ways, it's slightly different. We've been KD less for a month. Had to fight through a series already just to get to the point that where we are right now. But it's true. You know, I'm sure the series with Cleveland back then would have been very, very different if they had their full squad squad. And no complaints about that, but we've been playing over a month already since Katie went down. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah, dude. And beyond that, Looney went down too, and I think we talked about that in game two when Looney went down. Yeah. And I remember right afterwards, you know, when they diagnosed him, it was a, a fractured uh, collarbone that they yeah. actually ruled him out for the finals initially. Yeah. But the yeah. dude is a fucking warrior, man. Like. He came back in Game 4 after being initially ruled out for the whole finals.
1: Yeah, a lot of casual NBA fans probably don't give him a lot of credit and don't think that he's an impact player for the Warriors. But Steve Kerr said it all when he actually mentioned that uh, Kevon Looney is a core piece for our Mm -hmm. organization. Losing him and Clay were big, big, big losses in in game three, and even right now, as he was playing through game four and game five, it was it was you know he's he's compromised. He can't do the things that he normally does, and what he does is he brings stability, defense, yeah. and steady ha- hands. Pushing him out of the rotation puts other players like Jordan Bell, oh yeah, and you know and, and and Alfonso McKinney, but Jordan Bell specifically, Jonas Jurebko in positions where they haven't been all year, and it's tough. At the biggest stage, you can't really put people that are not used to being in that position uh, and expect them to produce. And I think that's the biggest, biggest, biggest cause of Kavon Looney. The rotation is all out of whack. He brings stability. Defensively, he brings a lot, dude. Like, he rebounds. He boxes out. He doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. And... God knows how many mistakes the Warriors have had since this NBA Finals. It's crazy, bro.
0: No, it's true. Watching Looney play, he's such a cerebral player. He knows where to be. He knows where the rotations are. When you got Jordan Bell in there, it's totally different. And I think the last series against Portland, I know Jordan Bell got some run and he was decently effective. But in a series like with Toronto where their defense is legitimately locked down defense, probably one of the better defensive teams that... Golden State has ever faced, to be honest, Yeah. that you can't get away. Bell, those guys get so exposed. Even Jonas Jurepko gets super exposed. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I was hoping that our bench could
1: kind of give us a little bit something extra given all these injuries, but unfortunately, they haven't really responded to the opportunities that they have been given. And that's frustrating, just watching. Watching it from a Warrior fan perspective. You know what I mean? It's just frustrating. I like those guys. I mean, I'm sure they're good guys that work hard, but it's just, there's just an ability deficit over there. And it's just, it's been, it's been rough, man. I've been screaming my, my head off watching these games, pulling my hair out. I couldn't sleep. Oh, you shit. know those past couple
0: games oh seriously yeah dude we messaged like, each other at 4am dude I couldn't sleep either not because of the Warrior game though I had some yeah. other shit on my mind Yeah. that I'll, I, I won't put on the pod but, yeah. but we were hit, yeah. hitting each other at 4am I was like what the fuck are you doing up man? Yeah. we <laughs> sent each other
1: you up text messages at 4am I don't even know why I texted you I was just like bro like man that game fucking sucked right and Yeah. lo and behold I, I see that little three dot thing responding yeah. back I was like what the fuck is this dude he's funny at 3am yeah,
0: man this is crazy I, I, I don't blame you because after game 4 Kawhi Leonard he's like the Terminator dude he killed you guys game 4 because the rest yeah. of the, the Raptors really didn't do that well it was legitimately Kawhi Leonard took over that game man he was I think a I monster you,
1: yeah literally I, th- I told you he was the Night King Like this oh, yeah. guy is literally a zombie he does not have emotion he is just methodical in terms of just literally picking us apart one by one, and that's how it felt. Like any Game of Thrones fans out there, even if you're not a warrior fan, <laughs> that's the way we were looking at at
0: Kawhi. He was the night king. Fuck. Yeah, dude. I'm in Game Four. He hit two big threes to start the third quarter. That Van Fleet was quoted, you know, after the game when they won it. Obviously, he was saying like that. That really set the tone. That they ain't gonna go down this game. And even though with a heroic effort from Clay, and Clay played forty-two minutes after with a hamstring injury, man. That's crazy. It's crazy. They're giving
1: it they're giving it their all, man. Clay yeah, is the man. ultimate warrior. I mean all of these guys are Kavon Looney and of course KD. And we'll talk about the KD situation. It's so heartbreaking.
0: But dude, Jesus, I, I know we're gonna get into the injury part, but I, I I just can't help but mention that these guys on the Warriors are putting it all on the line, dude. They're, they're yeah. just putting all on the line and let's we'll save that for the injury segment because there's a lot to talk about with the KD. So let's just go yeah. to game five because look quite went went straight Terminator Terminator Night King mode and finished you guys off game four and it's the yeah. first time in a long time that the the Warriors couldn't hold home court advantage. It's pretty crazy. It's it's all the injuries though, for sure. But I would I, I honestly thought they would split it. Even with the injuries. I thought with Clay coming back they would split it, but they didn't. So going into a yeah. do or die game five, dude. Down three, one. I know you were dying, dude. You were dying before today. (laughs) You were telling me it's over, bro. It's over. I think emotionally you just wanted to set yourself up, your expectations already.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, whatever, if I'm going to get roasted in terms of, you know, whatever I was saying. But here's here's my thought process coming into this game. I mean, we're down so many variables. It's just a a downhill battle. I give Toronto a tremendous amount of credit for playing the way that they're playing. They're playing, they're playing better. They're outplaying us. Like, I've been watching the Warriors, eat since even the, before they started this run, but you know, since this run, and they're just not playing their brand of basketball. So it's incredibly frustrating for me to see that they are wilting in this stage. So I think I was just trying to manage my expectations, knowing you know what we have with our current team, and it's just been incredibly frustrating. Of course, I, I'm holding out hope, even yeah. right now. With the situation that we have, I'm 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 optimistic, but fact of the matter is I'm a realist as well, and I'm I I know when they're playing bad basketball, and they really haven't given us any reason to think that they were playing better. Even in Game Five, the yeah. Warriors, despite pulling off this one point victory. It's still not playing to the level that I know that they're capable of playing. So yeah. it's incredibly frustrating to see that.
0: Watching this series, the Warriors haven't really put it together and I think it's a lot of moving parts, like the injuries and stuff, so the cohesion's not there. But yeah, definitely the Toronto Raptors defense has been a huge factor in that. Um the, the lack of cohesion, the people in and out of the lineup, and also, you know, the the Raptors defense. And yeah, game five, like you mentioned, a narrow victory, a one point a one point victory, but I can see How you feel coming away from the game. Even though you guys won. It's one of those games where you felt like you got away with it a little bit. Because yeah. the momentum was on the Toronto side towards the end of the game. And there was a lot of yeah. mistakes at the end of the game by the Warriors. Very uncharacteristic over and back yeah. turnover, yeah. which is terrible if you really think about at that juncture of the game for a veteran team to make that kind of yeah. turnover. Ooh, that's bad. I, I know you are probably tearing out your hair, dude. Right? When you saw that Yeah, point.
1: dude. It's incredibly frustrating. It's just like crunch time coming into crunch time. I mean, this is a season, right? And I know that they, they've... They've been there before, so I know that they're capable of kind of closing out games. Yeah. I've seen them do that. I've seen them win rings closing out games. So yeah. it's incredibly frustrating to see all of these mistakes happening. A backcourt, you know, yeah, dude. like that's that's unacceptable at you know, on a closeout game. If it weren't for the magical shot making, mm-hmm. the season would have been over already. Two key turnovers. We still haven't resolved that turnover, you know, situation. I think we've had double-digit turnovers for all the games against Toronto. Yeah. Like, it's incredibly frustrating. And I give full credit to the Raptors. They have a defensive game plan, and they're executing. They have the horses. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have length. They're playing hard. But a lot of these turnovers are... They're unforced, you know what I mean? They're dribbling out of their leg. They're not catching the ball. It's incredibly frustrating. And I feel... Somewhat lucky that we're still in the series somehow. It's th- it's three yeah, two. I mean, dude. game game five was so brutal to watch. You had the whole KD situation happening uh, with his return, and he was playing great. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. He was playing magnificent. He gave us an energy boost that we needed, literally. To use a Game of Thrones reference, it was just like Jon Snow was left for dead already. We literally yeah, were left for dead. And then KD, the Lord of Light or whatever, <laughs> somehow just breathed some extra, extra life into us just to get us through this game. Who knows what's going to happen in Game 6 and Game 7. We still may take the biggest L, but at the same time, we were able to somehow pull out this Game 5. Is crazy, bro. I
0: mean, let's, let's get into the KD situation. And uh, to give a super quick recap, KD going into the game, he practiced... And then today, they confirmed that he was going to play. He stepped on the court. Everybody, I mean, the world was watching, dude. They wanted to see what kind of KD we're going to get. He he was a little tentative, but that stroke of his is pure, dude. He, he was yeah. 3 for 3 3s He really gave the boost... To the Warriors, from the, at the beginning of the game, you guys took an early lead. First quarter, he was
1: magical. He was stroking it. Like, he was just playing the way that we know he could play. He was coming off screens, curls, pull-up threes. Mm-hmm. I thought he would be a little bit rusty, mm-hmm. provided he hadn't played, like, a an NBA-caliber game in a yeah. month. But it just tells you how talented he is. Yeah, Where he can literally just come out from rehab and just hit shots. I'll tell you what without KD we do not win this game we, we you know without one of his shots the season would be over and he just really gave us a boost at least in the first quarter
0: yeah I want to reiter- reiterate the fact that KD being out a month a whole month of not playing basketball and stepping onto the court in an NBA finals and to be able to perform the way that he did in the 11 minutes he was on the court is amazing and, oh, man, I just can't I can't help it, dude. That injury, it was a play against Serge Ibaka. He was trying to take Serge Baca off the dribble. And uh, his Achilles just gave out. His Achilles just gave out. It, I, I, I've I, seen on Twitter the, the slow-mo of it. And it's brutal to watch. I mean, as a Kobe fan and having watched the Lakers when Kobe went down with Achilles injury and also seeing Boogie going on with Achilles injury last year, it, man, you feel for the guy. He put it all on the line out there.
1: Yeah, dude, it's... It's just yeah. I mean it's just hard to process as a fan, just because you're happy that somehow this game we we were able to extend the series, but just then you realize you know the long term implications and as of recording, we don't know the extent of the injury. All I know was Bob Myers, who is one of the most polished. Mm front office members out there in terms of doing media stuff when he did the post game interview he was in tears and he was just at a loss for words i'm at a loss for words you know it's just such a a bunch of different emotions you just don't know what's going on you're happy for the game you're happy the series is extended you don't know what's going to happen with kd we all know the timelines for all of these other injuries it's just it's just a mess man sorry
0: no 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 i I, i was talking to you before recording today Uh, right before we jumped on recording that what katie did today to there was a lot of talk before that that i was actually having a conversation with many guys including you that katie he should he should kind of protect himself you know i mean it's a pivotal point in his career yet again uh that he's gonna be a free agent and he gets to decide where he goes who knows where the fuck he was gonna go right we still don't know but the fact is that original injury when he hurt himself in against the rockets i thought it was an achilles right it looked really bad and then look it it ended up being a calf strain and he's we don't know how much of a calf strain or if there's achilles or not but the fact is he came out today and he risked it all man he risked it all to play for his teammates and i believe that's a hundred percent true he risked it all to play for his teammates because he could easily be like you know what it's fine dude like i already got two chips and I can yeah. move on to my next destination or even return. And we'll, we'll, we'll just yeah. reload the next year. But yeah. he saw Clay out there. He saw Looney out there. And I think he was yeah. like, you know what? Even though I'm whatever, 20%, 30%, 40%, whatever that percentage yeah. is, I'm putting all in the line, risking permanent injury, potentially permanent injury to play yeah. in the NBA Finals for his teammates. Yeah. That's why I'm emotional, dude, seeing that.
1: Yeah, it's... <sighs> It's hard for me to gather my thoughts, but just kind of thinking about this whole situation with him, it's just like, we've all heard the narrative, everybody just really calling him bad things, calling him a snake when he joined the Warriors. It's unfortunate that given that all the people are salty about what had happened and why they didn't join his team or why he spurned the, the thunder, it's unfortunate that they weren't able to enjoy the masterpieces that he has done while he's been playing with the warriors the man joined a system that in many ways could really you know develop his skill set and make him a you know a complete basketball player and he won two championships out of that and throughout that whole time he was people were still trashing him this season was the worst in terms of all the trash oh, yeah. talk with the impending free agency. Amidst all the snake talk, everybody's been speculating about how they would, he would join their own respective teams and not just enjoying the now. I'm sure it's just reached a point where he was really frustrated about everything just because people would just not leave him alone. The guy just wants to hoop and in many ways he's proven by risking his career. To play in this stage, the golden stage of of the NBA Finals, that he's he's the true baller, and I do hope that doing what he did right now completely shifts the narrative away from all the hate. If you're a KD hater now, you are a trash person, especially if you are a ball player, you gotta give respect to a man that's r- literally trying to put his body on the line for him and his brothers doesn't matter which team he's playing for the man literally gave his body for the sake of competition for the sake of winning and to support his his teammates so if you're not a warrior fan and you're still hating just kind of take a step back and understand the gravity of the situation it really is just I don't know it's frustrating to me and I I just hope that it changes the way that he's seen in the public yeah I want
0: to I want to give a glimpse of just the narrative that Katie has carried and when he was at the when he was on the Thunder, he was really beloved. They kind of yeah. were like an underdog team and an upstart team because they, tra- they they had to move from Seattle, and then they're really embraced by Oklahoma City. And they couldn't push through against the Warriors. They lost the three one lead, sure, right? And I believe when KD wanted to join the Warriors, it wasn't because he wanted to spurn the Thunder. I think as a player, just as a as a, as you said, a true baller, he wanted yeah. to be part of a system that maximized his talent and he wanted to be unselfish honestly because when he was playing with Westbrook it was different it was like it's your turn it's my turn it's your turn it's my turn right yeah like it wasn't like a really cohesive team and when you're a true baller and look we 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 play ball but we don't play at the highest level obviously right yeah but when you're part of a team and you're winning and you're distributing the ball you don't care about your stats dude you truly don't care because you're winning you're like I'll sacrifice my game it's not a yeah. big deal if we're winning. Yeah. I'm having fun, yeah. dude. When I'm dishing it to Steph, when I'm dishing it to Klay, right? And they're hitting those threes. I'm having... J- their success is just as much as mine. So yeah. I believe, like, even though he got all that hate, Katie made that choice not just for the rings. It's because he was like, I see what they're doing there on the Warriors. I want to be part yeah. of that culture, that, you know, the unselfishness that Clay yeah. and Steph and Draymond even, they really show. Yeah and there's a lot of other talk like the egos get in the way and the national media picks picks up a lot of narratives and I think that's what Katie kind of had to suffer and the fans too he's sensitive look we get it he's sensitive and sometimes he's really immature the way he handles things and that's why I think you get all this bad narrative on Katie because he doesn't handle it well unlike Steph right yeah
1: clouded by all of the hate the speculation for free agency it's just unfortunate that people could not enjoy just the beautiful basketball that that he was in and it's i give him credit man i give him credit for putting himself out there we don't know the extent of the injury bob meyer said it's an achilles who knows what the timeline is he might not be around for a year he literally he sacrificed himself for for winning a game it's just such a bittersweet win yeah um for us to extend the series he did post something on instagram that was sort of really inspirational Mm. right after the game he posted something on instagram saying like dub nation dub nation gonna be loud as fuck for game six i'm hurting deep in the soul right now i can't lie but seeing my brothers get this win was like taking a shot at tequila i got new life lol hashtag Mm. dubs so i feel like i don't know man he cemented himself as a true warrior just by by putting himself out there and i hope that everything changes if there's any silver lining to to this whatever context or press or just what whatever reputation that goes to follow him after this injury and just this this, this whole situation changes it's just it's not a good look to hate on someone that really kind of sacrificed themselves out there it's just like would you would you shit on like a soldier that puts himself out there and then I, I i don't want to Compare someone in battle in the battlefield, but I'm just saying, right? It's this there's a similar sort of pride that you can get and respect that you give for someone that's willing to put their body out there for for something that they believe in, right? In many ways, that's what happened with KD. I do want to talk about like the Toronto crowd out Mm -hmm. there. Um, when it first happened, you know, KD was killing them, right? Yeah, he was. was railing threes, and then the Toronto crowd was initially waving goodbye, and they were cheering for the injured player. And then the Raptor players sort of realized the gravity of the situation. They started trying to settle their crowd down. Yeah. Props to the Toronto crowd for at least realizing that situation or responding to that. It's an emotional situation. I understand that, but it was definitely not a good look yeah. for their city and for their team, where they would cheer an injury like that. The bigger thing that resonated with me was, it's not like... He got injured in you know in the heat of the battle. This was a guy that was not out was out for the whole series. Everybody knew the storyline that he had been hurt, and he's trying to give it a go for this game yeah. For you to actually cheer, knowing that he already was compromised when he went down and he was giving it a go is definitely not a good look. That was not really the classiest move and i'm sure it wasn't really representative of all of. The Toronto fan base, yeah. there are probably a few bad apples out there. But those cheers were pretty loud, at least from the TV, man. So, I don't know. Y- y'all should be ashamed of yourselves if you did that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with
0: you. I think in the heat of the moment, especially... Look, I, I'm a, I'm a fan, and sometimes I might be a little petty. But I never yeah. wish injury on anybody. Because yeah. these guys are human beings, dude. <laughs> like, as yeah. much as I want my own team to win... Like, this guy's a human being. Like, if he has a yeah. catastrophic injury, why, I don't... I, do I need to my my team to win so badly? I need to cheer for his injury for me to win, like for my team to win. Like that doesn't seem right. And and I, and I will say this, that just seeing sometimes when I see the pettiness of people, especially in a sports context, and I know we're a bunch yeah. of dudes. A lot of times it's a bunch of dudes. I yeah. still, I'm, in my mind, maybe it's because I'm older now. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. just not cool, man. That's just yeah, not fucking it's cool, not, dude. It's just not. It's just not right. Like, it's, there's it's no excuse. Cool. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's no excuse for you to be a dick in life just because like it's a sports thing. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. the, you don't have free reign just because it's a sports like situation. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Like you know, people are still people with regards to that. So again man it's like i understand the heat of the moment again this guy was out for a month it's not like he, this is a healthy you know steph curry or someone like that it's just like you know this he he was giving it his all and for you to cheer and to wave goodbye not a good look for the city so we'll see if karma hits them not a good look and momentum is there but and i'm not gonna take you know if they do end up winning with this this whole thing I'm not gonna put any asterisk. That's just how the the situations are. Be happy with that ring, knowing that you guys are cheering a, an injured player as they they tore their Achilles, most likely.
0: So it's, it's emotional for you two seeing that, and and I you sent me a link of the crowd, or like I seen a link of the crowd waving goodbye. But um, to close this Katie injury down uh, up for for the for the interim before we know more mm. about his injury, I want to kind yeah. of give my two cents about what could be the future for Katie if it is an Achilles injury that's more severe. I do yeah. think that opens the door for Katie to return to the Warriors because Boogie mm. Cousins kind of kind of gave the blueprint of somebody a major player who gets injured and Katie would mm-hmm. get paid too. Katie the Warriors yeah. would pay him. That's the thing, right? They wouldn't be like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, come back for a one-year deal." No, they would pay him mm-hmm. because he's put in his work. And they value him, especially you guys are opening up a new stadium in SF. So if KD has a serious injury, it opens the door for him to sign a max contract, come back, mm-hmm. recover in a slow period of time, because you guys still have a great team. You guys would be mm-hmm. able to stay atop of the West while KD heals up, and then he mm-hmm. could return, bring him back slowly like they did to Boogie Cousins. And if, you guys, I mean, if it's a deep playoff push or whatever the timeline would be, he can come back for the playoffs. So I feel like this, if anything... I don't want to say it's the silver lining, but to kind of project out into the future, it opens the door for the Warriors more than ever for him to return.
1: Yeah, the whole Katie situation kind of reminded me of the Avengers Infinity War mm. scene, right? When Thanos goes to wherever that, that that planet is. Yeah. And he was just like, what did it cost you? Yeah, cost you good. everything. You <laughs> That's such a good analogy. More. <laughs> it's pretty much like that, dude. It cost us everything, and we don't we don't know we're gonna get a ring. Yeah, you know, with this whole situation, we really don't know. But I hope we do <laughs> yeah, we get the gauntlet for this to happen. But the, I do think that KD has an opt in. He can opt in. Mm. I don't know if other teams are gonna want to sign damaged goods. Mm-hmm. Like, will New York want to sign him? Do you think the Lakers will want to sign KD? In his situation. I'll tell you what. Provided that he...
0: That's a yeah. good question. I think New York would. I don't know if the Lakers would just because of the tie line of LeBron. And look, I'm not in that front office, but this is just kind of looking into the situation. For teams that want to win now, probably not. But pe- like teams like the Knicks, and they're kind of a little bit ways away, yeah. they probably would do it. They would take the risk. Even if he sat out a yeah. whole year, they would take that risk. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So
1: if that happens... Right, and he he signs with the Knicks, do you think it's an ideal situation for him? No. Knowing that if he goes there and say Zion's not there, and whoever they sign, Kemba Walker, whatever, right? even Kyrie, do you think he's going to be in a position where he's not going to have all the pressure mounted on him as he recovers from a catastrophic injury? I do think the most logical move for him right now, regardless of whether or not the Warriors pull it off, is to return to the situation. He's been with us for the past X amount of years. Our medical staff has the full down low in terms of his Mm -hmm. medical history. He already has history here. Why would he jump ship into a new unknown situation Mm -hmm. provided his, his context? So maybe that is the cost... Of keeping someone like him and story isn't done yet now we'll not. see what happens but it's just it's so hard to record in this context man like, yeah, I just have <laughs> to tell you I'm gonna it out but it's just like there's so much happening that it's just it's crazy to get all your thoughts together but this is what ball versus life is man yeah, we're dude. giving
0: you raw unfiltered emotion and takes from real fans we were, we were discussing when to record this episode, and it made sense to record right after the game today because we got shit to do on these other days. Life, like you said, life is greater than ball sometimes. And I was yeah. legitimately worried. I was like, however the game goes, fuck, you might be a wreck, man. <laughs> I am a wreck,
1: dude. Yeah. I am a wreck. I'm sure you, you can hear it. Like, the energy level is hard to to, to pull up, but it's just... I mean, this, it's just
0: a brutal series. And you're and fucking best, sweating that's... like a pig right now, too. I can see I you am, over the cam, dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. It's, it's really like you just tough, played in a game it's five, Like I'm, I'm literally <laughs> recording as if
1: I were in a sauna. My voice is all messed up. I'm like Kavon Looney. I'm just trying to gut it out right, right there. and I hope I don't pull a KD and just, you know, go down. But it's fun, man. It's fun to talk about.
0: Look, you guys pulled out a game five win. A must win. We, we we can talk about Katie another time because that's that's gonna be an ongoing story, I promise yeah. you, through the whole summer. You guys pulled it out and let's you know let's let's wind it down. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh Kevon Looney, like you mentioned, he, he didn't even finish the game. So moving into game six, it's gonna be uphill battle, I'll be honest, man. You guys yeah. you guys pulled it narrowly, man, narrowly out. Yeah th- in game five. But you guys did and you know what, never question a champion's heart. You guys pulled it through regardless of whatever mistakes at the end of the game that was made. Yeah, And I will say yeah. this. I want to say this before um, for Toronto's side. I really felt like Toronto blew this game. Nick Nurse kind of showed a little bit uh, of, uh, of a rookie coach. When, when the Raptors went on the run towards the end of the game, around two, three minutes left, they really like Kawhi was taking over the game, dude. He had like, two threes. He had, like, a, a, yeah. a pull-up jumper. And then they had the ball. They were coming down. And then he called the timeout. I was like, what are you guys doing? Why would you call a timeout? The momentum was on your side. I yeah. don't know. I mean, did you feel the same way? I was like, what are you doing? Why would you call a timeout? Just right. give it to Kawhi. Oh, my God. I like,
1: like, at that point in time, I couldn't even process what had happened. Really? Kawhi was just... Oh. He was going all Night King mode on us. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh... Sh-. Like, the reality of the season potentially closing was settling in and, and, and as a fan like I was objectively trying to watch the game but it's difficult so at that yeah. point in time when that happened it didn't even process to me I thought we called the timeout. we didn't even have the possession <laughs> like I was just like I, I guess that's a it didn't make sense that he did call a timeout, but it's just like what like I think that's that's my 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 legitimate authentic reaction. I was just like, "What? Uh,
0: uh, like, this <laughs> not compute." I was just like, "It was zonking out." And it and was another a crazy
1: sequence of events. It man. was.
0: Kwai was on fire. He was he was literally going to MJ mode. I I I swear in my mind, I was like, "If the Raptors close it the way that they are right now, where Quiet takes over, that's like a MJ moment. People are gonna be comparing him to MJ for the whole until next season, dude, or past exactly. next season." He was going exactly. into like straight up like offensive, like you said, Night King mode. Yeah, so exactly.
1: That's why I was blacked out for that that moment. <laughs> I was just like he literally threw daggers through my heart it's uh, just, and another I moment i
0: wanted to mention about nick nurse is towards the end of the game uh, the final position where the raptors had a chance to win he didn't call a timeout he didn't run a play he didn't he called a timeout when you could, they had the momentum yeah he didn't call a timeout at the end of the game where you could have the game winning shot to win the nba finals to be a champion he didn't call a timeout oh they, my god because
1: they had the momentum
0: they had the momentum <laughs> i don't care dude you call a play man man. You call, you call a timeout and you call your best play that you've been working on, man. That's what you, you do. You, you're
1: you control the your game. when about when, when Kawhi was going crazy. You're literally contradicting. The, this yeah, is to I, win I'm the NBA saying. finals,
0: dude. This is to win the NBA finals. You know how many times these NBA coaches practice 10-second games, 15-second games, 3-second, .8 seconds. This shit, they practice a lot, dude. I'm telling you situational yeah. stuff they practice over and over they this is yeah. this is what the, this is what the coaches get paid to do man oh my yeah. gosh sorry sorry I, I'm not even rooting for the Raptors it's just more like oh why didn't to win the NBA finals to not Calorie like airballed that shot I don't even know did he hit the sideboard what happened <laughs> yeah he hit the side
1: he hit the side it was actually like for me like my life was flashing before my eyes <laughs> thinking that he would make that shot that like it didn't even process to me that he hit the board and then when when I heard the buzzer, I was just kind of like... I was just what not happened? frozen. I was just like, what the what the hell happened? <laughs> like, that's the way it felt. Yeah, he should have called a timeout. Hindsight is always, you know, super yeah. clear, right? For the record... 90% of this whole series the Raptors have been pushing all the right buttons.
0: Yeah. That's it's about
1: true. time we we caught a break, you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like for me like I'll take whatever I can get. We're battered, we're just like we're left for dead. So we're like Jon Snow out there already like eat, half eaten by white walkers. So <laughs> we're just trying to get back to the wall, man. Which which actually is a good thing, right? Now we we go back to Oakland yep. for game 6. It it has been disappointing to see how the Oakland crowd has been mm-hmm. for games three and four. Granted, the team hasn't really given us a lot of good plays to cheer for, mm-hmm. but like seeing the Oakland crowd bounce early, at least in game four, was really, really frustrating, especially knowing that this is pretty much the end of Oracle. So I'm hoping that coming off a win and just coming off this whole situation that the true blue warrior fans come out. All these bandwagon fans, whatever, just scream, bro. <laughs> you know, just, just, just bring the energy because we need every single bit that we could, given how how dire the situation is. Let's just go down swinging. You know, our friend Taewoo just texted us saying, like, yeah. you know what, we're playing without money ra- now. We're supposed to lose a series, right? Yeah. We don't have KD. We don't have Kevon Looney. Go out, guns a blazing, and I was proud to see the Warriors kind of go out with a fight. I think that's the biggest thing that was frustrating the past couple games. It was just nice to to see that we're we're we may be crashing and burning,
0: but we're gonna take we're gonna take every piece of them as we go down. Yeah, and like Katie said, man, Dub Nation gonna be loud as fuck for Game Six. And with that, like let's let's just close this up. Uh, game Six is Thursday. There's gonna be a lot to talk about the next time we record. The series will be over because let's say there is a game seven, which I predicted, dude. That it would be game seven. It would be Sunday, and by the time we talk, we'll we'll see we'll see the results, man. We'll see. We'll have to do a lot of sanity checks with you throughout this until yeah. we record next time. So, yeah, dude. Any final words before game six and seven, bro? <laughs> man, no words. I am. I am done. I am done, <laughs> dude. I'm fucking sweating. So much right now, too. It is so hot here, dude. I won't laugh. Let's let's yeah, end dude, our not. let's end our misery right now, too. I don't think I can last anymore. It's like a fucking sauna in here. Because the thing is, when you record, you have to close the windows because you can't pick out dude. outside, fucking noise. So like literally, yeah. it's a freaking sauna in here, dude. Yeah, I, I'm sweating like
1: I subbed in for KD when he busted his Achilles, dude. I feel like I played an NBA dude, finals Dude, I feel game. like I'm, I'm in the Philippines
0: like in out. the summer right now, man. Oh my god. Hey, so let, let's close it out. Thank you for listening guys. You know, follow our Instagram ball versus life uh, official at you know, at instagram.com. I don't dude, I'm I'm delirious right now. <laughs> Send us an email at ballversuslife@gmail.com. Give us a rating, subscribe, review, whatever the order should be. <laughs> and the next time we we record and we talk to you guys, the series will be over. We I know JC hopes to deliver good news. I'm predicting game seven, and game seven is a fucking toss-up. 50-50, all right? Flip a coin.
1: Thanks for listening. Game five. We're done. See ya. On to the next. Peace. See ya.